In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about uh, stress. Stress, what it does to you, what you can do about it, and some some helpful things that, that may get you through some stressful times. As usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff, stuff including my free hypnosis guide, and, and I'll, I'll tease a couple other things that have come up in the last week or so. So we'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. I love that you have your own walk-up music. Yeah, I do. You're like a pro wrestler. I, well, you know what I do for my <laughs> for, your, for your stage show. Yeah, yeah, for my stage show. Yeah. The only thing with the stage show, do you I, have like I, sparklers going on? No, no and... but I did do Vegas one time where I had smoke machine. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or no, it wasn't Vegas. Actually, it was Iowa of all places. That's great. Yeah, casino in Iowa, smoke thing coming up. Oh, yeah. that's great. I, yeah. I, love, I love I love music. You're a superstar. Sorry. You know that the. the um, the problem with the podcast because it it gets published and it gets out there and it's online and uh, you know because you don't want to hit with a copyright so yeah, yeah. Uh, so with my show entry I, I get some cool cool intro music that comes from you know um, like it, there's a clip from uh, the movie um, oh oh um, Inception okay that starts out and then the the muse song comes in with a guitar uh, for my intro. So it's right, super right. great. In fact, when when we st- when we started this, I guess I sent you guys a sample intro. Okay. I think uh we just couldn't use it cuz right. copyright. Yeah, so. you want to be careful. Yeah. So yeah, here we are. We're at the podcast Detroit Detroit Studios, we're at the shipping company. Yeah, summertime in the city. Drink in hand, <laughs> shipping company downstairs, uh food, drinks, uh nice weather. Um with me is Jamie. He's on the mic, and Matt actually just walked in as well. Matt is here also, so we got we got a, a three for today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a party, nice. And uh, yeah. yeah, I made it. Yeah, <laughs> you're here. Good job, Matt. <laughs> I took what you. What places are you talking about? <laughs> I took you off task. You yeah, can tell no, people no, all about all the free stuff. Yeah, we're talking about Trade Shipping Company. Great place. Um, if you, have, if you haven't been down here, I, I know I pushed this before, but I'll give another plug for a Bangkok on 96. Uh, um, yes, please. Thai rolls, man. Gotta, they don't have them at their main restaurant in Dearborn. Oh, really? No. Oh. No, uh-uh. That's a no, shipping company special, Because huh? we go there all the time oh. for our Thai stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drive from Woodhaven all the way up to Dearborn to get to get my Thai <laughs> from Bangkok because it's the best. As Jamie had one, once pointed out, that Pad Thai roll is three meals in one. Oh, it is huge, yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you like Pad Thai, yeah. that, that, it's, it's, you gotta, you got to get down here just for that right and in and some drinks so yeah shipping company good times Woo-hoo. so let me tell you folks where you can find me my website is motorcityhypnotist.com on the website is all the good stuff you'd find on a website even more my podcasts uh going from episode one all the way through to 100 and, and today's 101 Woohoo! yeah this this one round is congratulations. A lot of hey, thanks, Jamie. They, yeah. they say most most uh, is like seventy percent of podcasts never make it past a, a seventh episode. Yes, that's and what I've read. Here you are. 
you you, yeah. you you you've surpassed that and then some. Well, see, and, and I think people get excited about, and, and I'll give you some insider insider scoop here. I think that most people are excited about, oh, that'd be great to have a podcast, and they don't realize how much work you have to put it into is. it. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Oh, absolutely, they, they, it is. They they're like, oh my gosh, I got I got to figure out what we're doing and, and how this works. And I want to make money. I want to make money on a podcast. See, I want to be famous. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, I I'm in a couple of Facebook uh, podcast looking. groups, yeah. <laughs> and uh, th- th- there's always like, oh, should I start? A- how can I get advertising? And then the you know somebody else say, how many episodes do you have in five? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, come on. Like, what in blazes are you talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Will you underwrite me? Great. I, sure, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to. Yeah. Well, how many shows you got? Two. Yeah. Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. On, on the website, you'll find my, my podcast page with 101 episodes after this one. Follow me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And that's H-Y-P-N-O. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Free hypnosis guide is available. Find that link in the show notes. And um, so here's an update. I know we've been bringing the show to you by my um, uh, Empower Your Mind for Success book, which is still in editing, so I won't go any more into that. But today's episode is brought to you by the Motor City Hypnotist Academy. Um, Have you ever wanted to be a hypnotist? Have you ever wanted to learn hypnosis? Have you ever wanted to do hypnosis with clients for things like smoking cessation or weight loss or sports performance enhancement? Now is your chance. This August, a month from now, August 26th to the 30th, I will be doing a five-day hypnosis certification training. If you're interested or if you've ever thought about it, you can find the link in the show notes for the page the information page, and also the sign-up page for that five-day training. It will be held here in the Detroit area, so even if you're from out of town and listening, you can travel in. I actually traveled to Iowa for my certification because that's where the, the guys I took it from were, were doing their training. Um, so, yeah, you can come from out of town. It will be right near Metro Airport here in Detroit. So uh, take a look at that that information page. It has all the breakdown on all the stuff regarding that training. And, again, that's August 26th to the 30th, and uh, this coming uh, little like a month and a half away or so. Woohoo! So, yeah, um, take a look. If you're interested, sign up. Um, you will After five days, you will leave. You'll be a certified hypnotist and, and after the training is completed. And who knows? You can maybe start a new career. Maybe just use, you know, do hypnosis on the side if you want to see clients in the evenings or the weekends. It's called a side hustle. up to you. It is a side hustle. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. How many side hustles do you have, Dave? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Too many to count. (laughs) Yeah, I've lost track of my side hustles. (laughs) So, yeah, um, take a look in the show notes for that sales page link. It's called a sales page just because you have all the information. But and, and you can sign up on that page as well. All the information will be there. Uh, and if you have any questions, uh, my, my office number is on there as well. So, uh, yeah, um, Motor City Hypnosis Academy, live training in August. So take a look at that. Awesome. Cool. And it is time. Here we go. That's how winning is done. All righty. What are we talking about? We're talking about Gwen McLaughlin. She's 70 years old. Okay. Go Gwen. Um, so 
she served as a Batgirl for the New York Yankees baseball team. I was gonna, I, I you know, being a superhero fan and uh-huh. wearing the Captain America shirt, you, she played Batgirl, and I'm like, okay, and, okay. nope. nope. She, she served as a Batgirl for the New York Yankees when they hosted the LA Angels. 60 years after she was rejected by the Yankees really? as a request. She wrote a letter to the team as a 10-year-old girl. Of course, she's a girl. She's a woman now. Mm-hmm. Asking if she could serve as a Batgirl. Okay. Then they didn't take girls. Aw. They only took boys. Right. That, that's just the way it was 60 years ago. Okay. And uh, Things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Where... Oh, here was the response she got back then. Oh, this will this will fry fry people a little bit. But all right, while we agree with you that girls are certainly as capable as boys, and no doubt be an attractive addition on the playing field. Addition, an attractive addition. Oh boy, this is a ten year old, by the way. Yeah. That, that's not creepy enough. Right. You know, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Great Odin's Raven. I am sure you can understand that in a game dominated by a man, a young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in a dugout. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> the only thing is just it just sounds so like just misogynistic and, You're and talking like, to a ten year old pedophilic. Yeah, a little like, bit. Well, you know, it's not a place for girls and you wouldn't feel comfortable in the dugout. I mean, <sighs> what are they gonna do? Right. I mean, it's crazy. That's, that is um, That's wrong. So she's 70 boy. years. <laughs> yeah, that escalated really quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand so fast. Gwen is 70 years old. So now. Gwen is 70 years old. Okay. And um, let me see how uh, she, she got to rub elbows with some of the biggest Yankee names mm-hmm. manager, Aaron Boone. Um, she said it was a thrill of a lifetime. Um, so what happened was uh, uh, they. they um, her daughter forwarded the, the old letter to the team, the response she got. Right. I was, was going to ask, did they, yes. did they hang on to that letter? And they did. She did. Okay. Which caught the eye of current general manager Brian Cashman, mm-hmm. who replied with a more favorable reaction, inviting her to be the honorary Batgirl during the game as part of the Yankees' annual Hope Week, which shines a light on aspiring stories and people. Huh. Fair Great thing. Love it. McLaughlin gives a high five to Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez. She also fought throughout the first pitch. Oh, well. even better! Nice. And in addition to being served as serving as a back girl, um, here and, and then Cash moment on to say here at the Yankees we've championed to break down gender barriers in our industry. It is an ongoing commitment rooted in the belief that women belong everywhere a man does, including the dugout. Right. And she said that's a that ladder's a long time coming. Uh, we have a chance, uh, yeah, and also the other side, we have a chance to rewrite history here and show you how times have changed. Right. Yeah, she can spit and grab her crotch all she, she wants in the dark. She, she, yeah. she can act just like she wants. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, and I know she's 70, but, you know, I, she, guess who her favorite player was? I mean, oh. I'm going back a ways, but, you know, uh, go, who was Yankees, her Mickey Mantle. Oh, fair Of enough. course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, very cool. I'm glad, yeah. I'm, glad that, I'm glad they kept that letter just to prove how things have truly changed since then. And, and the big thing with her, she could have, as, even as a 10-year-old, even as she got older, she could have been bitter and said, F, F the Yankees. Right. I'm not, not going to follow, but she, she's been a lifelong Yankee fan. And, lifelong baseball fan, yep. Yankee fan. Good, yep. so, good for her. That's amazing. So uh, let me get her first name right. You said Gwen. Gwen McLaughlin. Yes. Yeah. Winner of the week for sure. And the Yankees. And the Yankees for coming through and... Not being misogynistic, a correct? Yeah, correct. That, that's the other thing. So, yeah. good job, thank good you, job, Gwen and the Yankees. The 
how winning is done. So um, it's crazy. You're a baseball fan, aren't you? Oh, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been when been one of your favorite instances at a baseball game? Like like my favorite experiences in person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um I saw Mark Fidrich pitch in person. Really? The bird? Mm-hmm. At the bird. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of I, I mean, at the time I didn't know how how special that was because right. I was probably 10, 12 at the time. Wow. Well, let me think. He came up in seventy eight. It was, uh, it was late been, Yeah, 70s. 12. Yeah. yeah, I would have been 12-ish, 11, okay. 12-ish right during that time. Nice. Um, I don't know if I've seen anything else really. I've, I've never been to like a championship game or a playoff game or anything like that. I did see Kenny Rogers pitch in a playoff game. Oh, okay. Yep. It was so much fun. A gambler. To watch. Yeah, it was so much fun <laughs> to watch that man work. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> that, that They had a great staff at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know things kind of, you know, you... you they they cycle mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. have really good players now. We, I mean, we are getting better, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think probably that as far as as far as something that was like um, remarkable, that mm. was probably fair, probably a good one. Excellent. I, I, yes. I had to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, a little digression. I've been to there, a lot right? of games. My my uh, on baseball topic. Uh, my dad and my brother and I went up the East Coast one summer and, and hit like five baseball parks in like oh. a week. Oh, so that so, was kind of a cool. That is very. That cool. that was a cool yeah. experience because we got like we hit uh, Fenway, the Green uh, Monster, yeah, Camden Yards yeah. In, in Baltimore, Fenway, uh, Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. old Yankee Stadium before oh. it was torn down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we popped over to Toronto on the way back, if I remember right. When you could, yeah, right up through <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I did. Boy, it's been a long time. But yeah, that that was that was a fun thing. Just Excellent. getting to see other stadiums. I was yeah. just curious. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about well, ta- speaking of stress, you know, the, a lot of the Tigers are probably under stress right now. You but think? Not not so bad in the past month, but uh, yeah, some of them are, are struggling, <laughs> yeah. as Joe Namath would say. <laughs> I could care less about the team struggling. Um, so we're talking about stress. So so we're going to start out with like. When people experience stress, whatever the cause is, and, and we'll come back to causes in a minute, but what stress does is it triggers the flight or fight or flight response mm-hmm. in, in human beings. It, it's just, it's, it's our, our, that's a way our physiology is wired. When we feel stressed, it activates your nervous system, you're, you, you flood your bloodstream with adrenaline and, and cortisol, uh-huh. it raises blood pressure, it increases heart rate, and it spikes blood sugar. So all these physiological changes happen when you're stressed and you're in that fight or flight mode. Right. And the problem is if, you, if you're constantly stressed and staying in that physiological state, I, if I think of how, how, what the effects on that can be long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, high blood pressure, high sugar. Um, oh, the anxiety, uh, heart rate. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, uh, again, then we get into the whole mental health side of things, where you know you're just overwhelmed with something, you can't get it out of your mind, or you're worried, and you're constantly worried, and you can't relax. Your hair's uh, falling out. Your stomach's getting bigger. Yeah. And, and you and those of you out there listening, maybe you you are one of these people, or maybe you know somebody who's one of those constant worriers, and mm. or or they're constantly um, they're constantly stressed and angry. I mean, you know. We we hear we I shoot on this show. We hear from him all the time. This one, for example, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do <laughs> he it was live. stressed. I can do it. We'll yeah. do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Uh, he, he was stressed. You think he was very stressed? <laughs> um, this one was too. Oh, good for you. <laughs> he was stressed. That's passive aggressive stress, though. <laughs> Other than uh, um, 
he wasn't passive aggressive here. What the here. fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, that was pretty direct. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. So he was stressed. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stress on there. You know, <laughs> angry grandpa toll booth was oh, over overly boy. stressed. Yeah. Don't don't play it. But no, it, no, no, I won't play it because it's too long. But, but uh, yeah, he was a bit stressed out. Yes, he was pissed off, but he was well, a bit stressed. But but, but it, it and that's I I know we 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 laugh. If you if you missed that, go back to our hundredth episode. We we revisited angry grandpa toll booth just for. <laughs> And, and, and it is, it's humorous, but at the same time, you could see where his stress level went from maybe a f- four, and by the end of it, he was at 12. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, way over 10. I mean, um, you could just see that stress building and building and building, and then there's an explosion, of course. Yes. So, so, so if, if, you, if you are one of these people who are in this constant state of stress and constantly worried and, and just it, – it's just – it's going to affect you negatively. It's, it's going to – in some ways, physiologically, mentally, it's going to catch up with you. So, so I'm going I'm to list off some symptoms, and, and maybe you don't know. Maybe, maybe a lot of people can, can go through life and not – they know they don't feel good, but they don't know that they're stressed, if that makes sense. Jamie's headed out. Jamie, thanks, brother. See you you soon. Thank you, Mr. Flan, again. So, so if if you're experiencing any of these types of symptoms, you 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 might be you might be stress overloaded with stress, Um, prolonged periods of poor sleep. Um, And when I say that, have you ever been? I don't know. You ever lied in bed for twelve hours and only slept three of them? No. In and out. Uh, that is not part of my DNA, thankfully. Yep, that's good. That, but there are times where I'll lay there for an hour because to get to sleep. To get to sleep. Yes. Recently. Yep. Yes. yes. And, and and yeah. And if you have a lot of things going on, mm-hmm. a lot of stressors or pressure or whatever, yeah, it's it's hard to shut our minds off. And and we've talked about this when whenever we've we've focused in specifically on hypnosis is is that's the whole thing is quieting your mind. That that's a really tough thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah. It, it's it's and it's like anything else. You have to practice it to get better. Mm-hmm. But if you've experienced prolonged periods of poor sleep, and when I say prolonged periods, also that means time frames like months or weeks mm-hmm. or years not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Regular severe headaches. Um, I, I know there are people. I've known them throughout my life. It's it seems like they have a headache like every other day. And when mm-hmm. I say headache, they just they can't function, they can't focus, they can't think. It's it's that, um, and there's no, in some cases with a lot of my clients, there's no physiological cause. Like there's no, I don't know, high blood pressure could cause that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you could have a some some other sort of of of, of, of disease or or some brain issue that could cause that. Some physiological cause for it. Could Sometimes be, it's could just stress. Could be medication induced. Could be medication induced. That's okay. another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have regular severe headaches, that, that's a sign of, of being overstressed. Unexplained weight loss or gain. And again, when I give some of these reasons, it's, we're, we're taking out the physiological cause that could be cut. Like if, I'm sure if somebody has the flu for a week, they're probably going to lose some weight. C- correct. You know? so, so we're taking those things out of it. But if you have unexplained weight loss or gain, you're, you're probably overstressed. Feelings of isolation, withdrawal, or worthlessness. Are signs of being stressed, um, constant anger and irritability. So, there are, there are a couple of ways, and we just talked the fight or flight response. A lot of people, when they're stressed, they just become dicks. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like that. They, mm-hmm. they they just you know, they just no, <laughs> yeah. no, don't shut me up. They get like that guy. Yeah, 
like Christian Bale. They become just, just flipping out. They just right. become irritable and angry. They become not fun to be around. <clears throat> and on the other side, some people withdraw. That's the flight. They just withdraw and then just become isolated. And they and they don't. They they just close down mm-hmm. and then you can't get a word out of them. Mm-hmm. So that that's another side of that. A loss of interest in activities. Say say you're somebody who's. Um, I gosh, I've had a ton of clients. Maybe they like music or maybe they like to play an instrument. They like reading. And when we have sessions, I'll, I'll say, why well, are you know, what are you reading now? And they'd be like, oh, I mean, I, I just haven't felt like reading. Hmm. And, and, and if it's something that you really love and you're not doing it, that's another clue. Hmm. Um, again, this is self-explanatory, constant worrying or obsessive thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that when people, when you try to go to sleep and you just can't get your mind to quiet down. <laughs> well, Again, this is a coping mechanism that people sometimes use, excessive alcohol or drug use. Right. When people are stressed, they want to release. They right. want to let go. They want to whatever. Uh, they're trying to find a vice. They're, they're trying to find something that yeah. makes them feel better. Right. And then they still feel like crap the next day. Yeah. Well, and actually worse because alcohol is a depressant. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if we're talking alcohol, depending on the drug, mm-hmm. um, pot is a depressant. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going the other way, you know. Uppers. Uppers, like cocaine or, you know, um, shrooms, speed or things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Psychedelics. Yeah. Psychedelics. Well, we're going to, I, I, side note, sidebar. Okay. Man. Um, we're going to do an episode on that because I've been doing some reading where they're using psychedelic micro doses to manage mental health issues. There was a really great documentary done on Netflix around mm-hmm. psychedelics. It was, it came out, I think, end of 2019, beginning 2020. Yep. Can't remember what its name though. I think I saw it. Yeah, if I remember right. But but just as a side note, we're we're going to touch on that because I think that's an interest. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and, and and I'll I'll let you know then whether I'm pro or against. Right. I'm probably in the middle somewhere. Just, just to just to hear Sting. Yeah. Talk about you know his experiences. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So let yeah. me ask you the question again. Yeah. Whose line is it anyways coming out? Oh yeah. When Sting retires, will he be called Stung? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one recently. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because whenever you bring one up, I remember it. Um, okay, another sidebar for whose line is it anyway? All I don't right. know if you've. I, I saw the one the other day where they asked the audience for two unlikely roommates, uh-huh. and one of them said Hitler and Cosby. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and the producer comes out right and says, "We're not, no, can't we're not do doing that." that. But, but they snuck it in. They did as they went along. So. Oh man! Yeah, um, anyway, sorry to digress. No, no, <laughs> we, we, we we digress all the time here. We, we love digressing. You have a brain like a chicken. Oh, bok, bok. <laughs> Inability to concentrate or focus. Mm, okay, again, another another sign that you're probably stressed. Just stressed. Mm. So so there are a lot of reasons that people are stressed, and and we're we're going to hit on a lot of these, but. Uh, There was a survey done by the American Psychological Association within the last couple of years. And what what would you say, Matt? What do you think the two things, what are the top two stressors that most Americans worry about? Uh, Let's see. Number one is going to be finances. Uh Uh-huh. Number two is probably going to be their their health overall. That's the second one I'm thinking. But I know I got one of them right. Money is, is number one. Okay. It, th- this is the weird one. Number two, it, it doesn't surprise me now, but uh, because they they, they did the sur- they originally did the survey in, in two thousand seven. Huh. This is an updated survey. The second one, politics. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> Money, politics. Really? Yeah. Wow. That when was that survey done? Uh, the new one, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I know finance money is always a, a, a yeah. Fi- a finance big is a big one, and and that that one is so so. A lot of things we worry about, we don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Money sometimes is the case, and and that and that one can go either way. Because let's say that you have a job and you don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. You're 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 living paycheck to paycheck. Or stimulus to stimulus. Or stimulus to stimulus. Yeah. Or even unemployed. Unemployment to unemployment check. Right, right. At that moment, you don't have control over what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can't make more money. Now, there are situations, and again, I've seen a lot of clients over the years where uh, – so, so I'll, give you a, I'll give you a general example. So I had a client. She was a young girl, probably in her young 20s, 24-ish. Mm. And um, – and she was always be like, I'm so stressed. I, I can't pay my rent. I'm, I'm behind on my rent. I can't pay this bill. And, you know, and after some conversation, you know, over a few sessions when she came in, I realized she's working 20 hours a week. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, well, but yeah, but let, let's look at this. <clears throat> You're in a job that you could work more if you wanted, mm-hmm. but you, you choose not to. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, yeah, it's, it's just too much for me to work more than 20 hours. Well. So there, that's that's something where I would say, okay, well, you, you need to start being really honest with yourself here, right, right. and know that if if your stress is about money, you have control to change that, and that's something that you have to say. Do you, do you want to worry or do you not want to worry? Because you can do something about that. I want to do the uh, Tony Stark idea of becoming a consultant. Uh-huh. You no, know, uh, you know, consulting hours are every every Thursday between the hours of one and two, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's funny because there's so many jokes about well i don't know consultants or coaches and it's like oh yeah i'll just uh yeah. just give me a call every few days and i'll tell you what to do and <laughs> you know you pay me yeah Man. so yeah um the two things money and politics so let me go through a couple of the findings or f- findings from that survey please um money is a major stressor stressor both on broad level and in the home the survey, 28% of people say they are worried about high taxes, while 22% cite unemployment and low pay as causes of concern. The other money-related stressors are 66% are worried about the cost of health care. You, you mentioned health, yes. which kind of it kind of falls into that because you know people are, are reticent to get health. go to a doctor because right. it costs too much because right. they don't have the money to pay it. I haven't met my deductible. Right. Thirty-four percent are concerned about unexpected expenses, well, surprise expenses. Your car goes, your engine blows, your furnace goes out, right? Things like that. It's called a building and emergency savings. Uh huh. Th- well, well, you're in finance, Matt, so you you understand a lot of the I, principles I, of I, you know. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and this is something I wish. And, and I know we've hit on this. I'll jump on the soapbox for a moment. That high schoolers need to be having a class in personal finance. Mm-hmm. A year, it'll be. It has to be two semesters. Mm-hmm. How to file taxes? How to, how to budget? How, how to save? How to invest? Mm-hmm. How, how to? How to? If if, and I'll say, and, and folks, I mean, if you're young and listening to this, if you're in your young twenties, if you're if you're not twenty five yet, right now, put away ten percent of your income every pay, every mm-hmm. single pay. Mm-hmm. You'll be a millionaire by the time you're sixty. Mm-hmm. 
as long as you put it in, if as long as you don't risk it in something, you know, some crazy scheme. But it's, if you look at average return as far as stock market goes over the last hundred years, mm-hmm. you're going to make money. You, you you fall into that first time job probably right out of college, and mm-hmm. they're saying you need to contribute to your 401k. Yes. absolutely do it. And here's the thing, and I'm going to say it straight out: if you have an employer that matches anything, mm-hmm. it's free go. money. It's free money. Why wouldn't you contribute and get that free money? Correct. Yeah. And it's going to grow. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 30% say they worry they, they won't have enough for retirement. We go back to. Right. And, and, I, and I know because I deal with a lot of clients and I'm in, I'm in this, this middle, middle age. You know, I'm in my 50s, so I don't have a whole lot of time until my retirement age. I'm in my mid-40s. Yeah. I, I got about 20 mm-hmm. years left yep. and that'll, draw, that'll go past Absolutely. really quickly. Yep. Yeah. And then 25% can't get a handle on paying for life's basics. And I think this is where the management part of it comes in, that, that people, they overspend or they overcommit or they, you know, it's, it's the whole story about, you know, I've seen it many, many times over the years with clients. They'll, they'll get into situations where they're, they're just buried, like in a house right. that they should have never purchased, but now they're, they're house poor because they can't, they don't have any money for anything else. Right. I always like to consider, you know, living beyond your means. Yes. Right? Yep. And while it's nice as a human being, and, and I'll, I'll admit to this, I like nice stuff. I oh. like buying stuff that's expensive Who if doesn't? I like it, yeah. you know. But at the same time, it's like, well, can I re- – is this really a smart choice? Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, the, whole, the whole theory on gambling. Don't gamble w- with what you can't lose. Correct. So, so those are from that that survey. That was kind of the things that they found. Um, and there are a lot of other stressors in people's lives. Again, relationships, mm-hmm. um, um, money, of course. Um, even now, with social media, politics is kind of this. This, it's just a it's just a, a very uh, uh, visceral reaction and interactions with people. And it's just you mm-hmm. know that that raises people's stress level. Correct. So what we're going to do, folks, is um, we're going to talk next episode 10 ways that you can cope with chronic stress. And I'm going to throw a couple of of, of bonuses in there because there's a couple other things that I'm going to run through you. But there's there's a lot of stress and a lot of people worried about a lot of different things. And Mm. and I I don't want to sell the the old man down the block, but we just have access to so much more information now than we used to. Yes. I mean, yeah, as a kid, you might have watched the news was on for a half hour a day. That was it. But now you're just hit with all of these things. It's this constant. This Florida condo collapse and seeing that every day and mm-hmm. the flooding and all these people losing their stuff. And it's just it's just you're constantly barraged with all this negative right. info. So it's hard to to not it's 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 easy to become stressed. So we're going to talk about specific ways that you can cope with stress that's going to make you feel better. Those on Facebook Live don't go yep. anywhere. Facebook Live people stay around. Those listening on audio, skip right to the next episode. Or if it's not there yet, skip back one. Listen to 100. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just revisit 100. <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you next time. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We'll see you next time. <laughs>